0: This is Spin Control, a FiberCraft podcast by a joyful girl.
1: Spin, turn a spinning wheel, make me some of your magic thread.
0: Hello everybody, welcome to Spin Control, episode 98, Super Duper Top Secret. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In this episode, I've got some knitting, some spinning, a little bit of sewing. I'm all spun up about a super duper top secret project I have undertaken. And I've got a little tale for you about one of my spinning wheels. But I guess we should get this episode started with some updates. So it's been about two weeks since I last recorded. But there hasn't been like a whole lot going on in my life. So really, the only updates I've got at this moment happen to be alpaca prep. A couple weeks ago, week and a half ago, we went to the alpaca breeder where we are purchasing our alpacas, and we we spent the day helping him shear the majority of his herd. So he's got about 100 head of alpaca, and on that day... We helped shear about 62 alpaca. And there was like this nice little assembly line and all this stuff going on. Like our boys had already been shorn because we went, like when he's got people who have pending sales, he'll do theirs first and bring them out and walk them through the whole process. But what we experienced, like the mass shearing, was this huge assembly line with like 10 people helping. And it, w- it was a lot of fun. It was pretty cool to see how they do this on a regular basis. And we really enjoyed it. In addition to that, this past weekend, we spent the majority of our Saturday moving about another 25 tons of dirt to get the pasture ready for the boys. So I think if you recall, um, we had all of the dirt out in front of the barn had been eroded and washed away because the previous owners didn't have gutters or any sort of water mitigation in place. Near the barn. So, what we did was build up about 24 feet in front of the stall doors, like out from the stall doors, built that up to about a 4% grade. One, so that the animals wouldn't have an 18 inch drop off out of the stall doors when they step down, and two, so that we can prevent future erosion and put in proper corrals and things like that for the animals. Because on our little farm here, we're going to end up with up to four alpaca plus one horse. So we needed to make sure we could, you know, properly house, water, and feed all five of those animals. So we've been spending the better part of the last couple months getting that taken care of. So that is probably the biggest update. And in theory, during the first full weekend in July, we plan to pick up our boys and bring them home. So that's the first two alpaca that we plan to add to our property, which is pretty exciting. And I'm pretty happy about that. Well, that's about all I've got for updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. All righty. This week, I am all spun up about a super duper top secret project I have undertaken. Okay. Well, that's all I can tell you about that. No, just kidding. So, I can tell you a little bit but not too much about this project. Something that Maggie Casey had said in the end of her interview was she encourages everyone, like the number one thing that she encourages spinners to do is knit with their handspun. So, what I decided I was going to do was design a pattern that was easy yet interesting that anyone can do that would encourage folks to knit with their handspun. Quick project, something to show off your handspun. The goal is that this project, if I get this right, that this project should be tailorable to any weight of handspun yarn you end up with. To encourage people to pull that favored skein out of their stash and knit with it. Now, I can't tell you what it is that I've designed. I can't tell you anything about what it could be used for. I can't um, publish any pictures of it because my goal would ultimately be that this little project would be published in, you know, a popular publication. And sadly, that means that I need to keep it super duper top secret and can't tell you anything really more about it than that. (laughs) So that is a task I've undertaken and I am really excited about it. And I think it's coming along well. Um... It may have distracted me over the past couple of weeks, but we can talk about that later. But that is what's got me all spun up. And now it is on to spinning my wheels. I would go so far as to say I haven't gotten very much accomplished. However, I've gotten a lot accomplished. The two pair of socks that I have on the needles are relatively stunted. I did not cast on that sweater that I had hoped to. The um isabel kramer summer sweater it's summer oh gosh i can't remember the isabel kramer sweater i didn't make any progress on the vest that i had cast on but what i did do was knit several swatches and do two sample knits of the super duper top secret project which is pretty cool took up a lot of my knitting time but totally worth it i think in the end but now that I've got that pretty much worked out, um, I need to write it up and maybe knit a few more. Now that I've got that pretty much down though, and with the time frame that I'm working on, um, I should be able to get back to regular knitting and get those socks off the needles and maybe make some progress on the vest and the two garments, the vest and the sweater. That's pretty awesome. What else have I been up to? I did manage to finish the spinning and plying and setting the alpaca that I had been working on. So that was two bumps of alpaca fiber that I got from my mom for Christmas a long time ago. But I don't know what farm they're from. It's a local farm to her. And she happened to pick them up because she thought I would like them. And because like they're relatively random, they weren't even the same color (laughs) of fiber. So, but that's okay. My plan for those is to knit them together in one project and probably alternate colors as I go. Maybe do figure out a way to knit it into a gradient. We'll see how that works out. That'd be pretty cool, but it will definitely be a small project. What I ended up with was right at about 300 yards of a worsted to Aran weight yarn. It's eight to nine wraps per inch depending on You know where you are in the skein. It's relatively consistent, but I'm pretty pleased with that. And I'm happy that that project is finished and done. And I will link to pictures of it and all that, those details in my show notes. What else? Well, since I finished that project, what I have decided to do is go back through the other wheels that I've got in my inventory and see what fibers I already have on them and finish up some of those. So right now I am sitting behind my Louette S40 hat box Reproduction that they made. Oh, geez. What year was that? It was probably 2015, 2016. And I bet if I turn this bad boy over, it will have a date on it. And it does not. It doesn't. But I could look it up if I really wanted to. I am spinning on a bullseye bump from Loop Fiber Studios in the Colorway Earthling. It is about 5.3 ounces of merino, nylon, and angelina. And I have to confess, I picked it because of the colorway name. And this is actually the first bullseye bump from Loop that I've ever spun, even though I happen to have several in my fiber stash. And I think I might have been starting to feel guilty when I decided that I want to take this project on. And I was looking for something to start spinning when I actually got this wheel. So you will hear the wheel probably. It's, it's kind of clattery, but that's okay. I will get over that. But it's super cute little wheel and I really enjoy spinning on it. It's the only single treadle wheel or truly single treadle wheel that I have in my, oh no, I think that might be a lie even. Yeah, that's a lie. I'll have to figure that out before I go saying it's my only single treadle wheel. But that's really all I've been doing in spinning. All right. Sewing. I actually have a sewing update. Ooh, fancy, huh? That rarely happens these days. But I finally got the sewing table set up and everything cleared off so that I can begin to use my sewing machines, which makes me very, very pleased. So what have I been sewing? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Actually nothing. But what I've done right now is I have a stack of chore sewing sitting next to my main sewing machine and... I will use that chore sewing to get my light like, machine all ready to go. You know what I mean? I've got to patch a hole in this. I need to fix something for the boy. Um A friend of mine gave me a pair of these cute little linen pants of hers that like the elastic started coming out of the waistband. Uh Little things like that. And I will use that to get... You know the wheel all up to snuff and par and get used to sitting behind it again so that's pretty cool and in addition to that i have taken an original sketch by one of my daughters and am in the process of converting it into an original embroidery design that i plan to put on a couple of things which makes me very happy and that's pretty cool because i haven't really used my embroidery software in quite some time So it's kind of a learning process, just getting everything together and reminding myself how to actually go about digitizing the design and changing the stitches and doing all that stuff. So this project has really been quite the refresher in how to use my embroidery software. So that's been pretty cool. And I enjoy that. What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, so the I've had this sewing machine for quite some time and the embroidery software that came along with it for quite some time and because of that the software runs on some relatively ancient Windows software. This software is compatible with Windows 7 or Vista and I had it loaded onto an old Windows 7 machine from like three computers ago that we owned and it is literally the only thing on there. Like I took all of the files and everything else that I had on that machine off loaded that software, like took it off the internet. I stopped using it because it would crash every time you tried to connect to the web. And it's got all of the other specs needed to run the software. So I was like, awesome. So the other day I plugged it in, I opened up the software and I went to import this file that I was working on and it crashed. So we're looking at everything and it looked like, like, oh, the power cable's not working. Plug it in, little green light doesn't come on. Okay, no big deal. I'm sure I can find something, like a replacement online, something like that some universal adapter AC adapter, you know, at the Best Buy or on Amazon or something, right? So I went through all that. And as it turns out, yeah, not so much. Whatever happened to the machine, and to the power the power cord still isn't drawing any juice. I don't know if the power cord shorted because it looks like there's an animal chew at the end, but it didn't completely separate it. I don't know if the power cord shorted out the machine in its entirety or what happened, but it's dead, like completely dead. Like it won't power on, it won't do anything, like nothing. I knew that like the battery had been dead for years. However, it still worked on direct power, you know, plugged into the wall and it was fine. And that was, you know, the fact that the battery was dead and wouldn't work anymore, and the fact that it wouldn't connect to the internet actually made it perfect to be the standalone computer for the software. Thankfully, I decided to save the computer after that, and I was like, oh, Lord, please let this have Windows on it that is compatible with the software, or I don't know what I'm going to do. So the first machine was Windows 7. The second machine, thankfully, was Windows Vista, which is awesome because I was able to load the software and get that up and running. And the only issue with that is that I have some original designs that I had done before, that are on the hard drive to that old machine. So I'm a little upset about that. I think I will survive. However, not super happy about that fact. But we will, I guess I'll just have to get over it. (laughs) But that's what I've got going on in sewing. And hopefully in the next episode, I will have even more to report positive things about what's going on behind my spinning wheels, needles, and sewing machines. I have got a little tale for you about my Louette S45 travel spinning wheel. If you recall a few episodes ago, oh, it's probably like three or four now, actually, episodes ago, I told you that one of my listeners said that she was interested in hearing a little bit more about my spinning wheels, and I figured she probably wasn't the only one because I have been hinting and, you know, talking about them a little bit at a time over, you know, who, who knows how long, over the years, I guess. The Louette S45 spinning wheel is a discontinued travel wheel, compact travel wheel. And this is how I came about owning this wheel. I, because of my Louette Victoria travel spinning wheel, I kind of started becoming obsessed about Louette travel wheels. And in addition to that, apparently I'm super fond of discontinued Louette travel wheels. Like I don't have a traditional wheel. I don't have like an S10 or an S17 or any of those larger standard size spinning wheels. But what I do have is just about every little one in their inventory. Now let's talk about the S45. So the S45 is a tiny little thing. Shorter, probably four inches or five inches, shorter than Louette Victoria. The orifice height on that bad boy is about 19 and a half inches. And unlike the Victoria, and some of their other travel wheels it doesn't have any folding parts you don't have to take it apart in any way to load it up and take it for travel it literally is this tiny little compact wheel that just you just grab it by the handle and go and it's got three it'll hold three bobbins at the same time two like on board in a lazy Kate, and then one bottom on the flyer assembly now because this wheel is so compact intended for travel but doesn't have any like disassembling or folding parts they had to get pretty creative to make it compact light and you know portable it actually has three drive wheels similar to the louette victoria it has a very similar double treadle setup. So it's got one footman that comes up and connects to a large wheel on the back. When I say large, I'm actually talking about 8 inches-ish. Now the treadles are connected with a rocker bar underneath in the same way so it's not like a true double treadle wheel. It doesn't have two, two footmen connecting to the pedals. It's got a singular one that comes up and connects to one wheel. Now the primary drive wheel is in the back. It has a drive band connecting it to a smaller wheel below it that is connected to, you're gonna love this, connected to like an axle that goes through the wheel to the largest of three wheels that's on the front of of it. I'm totally gonna have to post pictures of this because it's really interesting. So it basically has a three drive wheel system which is pretty awesome. And an interesting little pulley setup. So it's all compact and in one piece. So the front drive wheel, the large wheel, actually drives the flyer. So it's a flyer driven wheel, similar to the, their other travel wheels. And it's pretty cool. So I actually found this wheel. I even, I discovered that this wheel, I wasn't researching this, you know, Louette travel wheels, but I had forgotten the number of their hat hatbox wheel, so all of their wheels have numbers. Some of them have corresponding names, like the hatbox, the Victoria, and the Julia. But I could not remember the number of the hatbox wheel. And apparently, so I was like, you know, doing some Google foo word chain searches to discover the wheel, and using the image function to to find the hatbox wheel. But then this picture popped up of the S45 and I went, oh my goodness, what is this? So that started my super eagle eye watching on Ravelry and on eBay and Craigslist in my local area to try to find one of these wheels. The wheel that I acquired was made in 2003, June of 2003. It's actually numbered on the bottom of the, of one of the treadles. So you can see, but this wheel is no longer on the market so if you if you find one you have to find it used and it's adorable and i love spinning on it and that is the wheel that i just used for spinning the alpaca the only issue that i see with that wheel is that you it would be really difficult to take on a very large project it doesn't have the tiniest bottoms that i've ever worked with however they're much smaller than most of the other travel wheels that i've got in my inventory i think they'll hold about two ounces like if you're stretching it, maybe one and a half, depending on how it's probably more closer to one and a half ounces. And which isn't ideal. I was able to execute my my chain ply alpaca project on it with no issues, but that was only because I had a very small quantity of fiber that I was working with and I didn't have to transfer bobbins or anything like that to storage bobbins. So it worked out and it was nice and easy. To take to knit group and things like that so i was very very pleased with it and i love that little wheel and in the future i will tell you more about my wheels and it looks like by the sound of it what i'm going to have to tell you about will be my hatbox wheels and all of the hatbox wheels that have come in and out of my life over the past mm, say four years because that is an interesting tale in and of itself all right and that is all i've got in spin a tail it looks like it is time for me to spin off this episode of spin control thank you everybody who tuned in and thank you to everyone who came back and i would like to send out a very super special thanks to laura also known as lala from the knit girls who did me a solid and gave me a nice little shout out on the knit girls podcast and hopefully Some of you have been able to find me because she let you know I was back. And if that is the case, welcome back. I'm happy to be back, and I hope that you are too. And Laura, you are kind of the greatest. Thank you so very much for the shout-out, and I really appreciate it. And if you are not already a viewer slash listener of The Knit Girls, I highly recommend that you go check out Laura and Leslie on The Knit Girls, and I will link to their podcast in my show notes. They are one of the things I like. I'm not a huge fan of video podcasts because I can't I usually can't stay focused enough to like watch a video podcast. However, Laura and Leslie are one of the video podcasts I have stuck with because they talk enough and they're descriptive descriptive enough in what they're saying that you don't have to constantly have your eyes on to know what they're talking about. But when They do talk about something like they're holding up their knitting. You know, you can glance over. I can pull my iPhone out of my pocket and see what they're talking about. So that is the kind of video podcast I prefer. They're super interesting. I love their exchanges. And if you aren't a listener, you should probably be. All right. Thanks again, everybody. I really appreciate you tuning in. This episode, I will be, I know this is going to be risky, but listen. I am going to be leading us out with a song by the Grateful Dead called Sugaree. Uh, I don't know why but I absolutely love that song and it happened to come on my Pandora today so I decided hey I will share that with my listeners and I will try to find a version that's not like super long because they have some like 15 minute versions of the song and that is just relatively ridiculous I love the song but I can't like stay with it that long Try to find like a four-minute version i really appreciate you tuning in as always you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com catch me on ravelry as a joyful girl follow me on twitter as a joyful girl made or catch me on instagram as forever handmade thanks again guys i will talk to you soon when they come to take you down
1: you pull our body down I can't.